Welcome to Seven Mile Ministry. We hope you enjoy this message. I'm glad to be here. Can you hear me okay out there? Well, good. I'm glad to be here as well. Um, I've been excited all week. I left, I left excited Sunday. I was excited when I got here Sunday, but I was way more excited when I left. Sunday was a good day. Very good day. And uh, I just carried that over into last week, to be honest with you. I said Wednesday night, I felt like I just got back to normal, which wasn't a good thing. I liked the other feeling. Um, but even though I got back to normal, um, I was still excited Thursday and Friday and yesterday. We were out of town yesterday, and I was, I had my mind on here, and I had my mind on the things of God, the Word of God, and teaching and sharing and being back here. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, it's good. So last week, we had a handful of people that, well, let me say this first. Today, we're going to talk about baptism again. I want to show you in Scripture that there's three baptisms. Not just one, but there's three. And so I want you to have an open mind today, and an open heart more than anything, because I know people come from different backgrounds. You've heard different doctrines and theologies and different this, that, and the other, and you may have your mind set on one thing, but just uh, have an open mind. Just look at the Scripture today. Look at the Word. Let the Word talk to you. Let the Word convince you instead of a man who has a diploma from a college. How about the Word? Let's go with what the Word says. Because the Word trumps everything else. We have on our little Facebook thing, it says red letters trumps PhDs. I have nothing against a PhD. <laughs> they just wouldn't give me one, but I mean, I have nothing against it. <laughs> but today we're talking about baptism, so I want to back up to last week now. Um, we had four or five people that came that came in that morning ready to be baptized. In other words, they planned it during the week. They brought their shorts and T-shirt and their flip-flops. They're ready. But as we went, people were being baptized. Um, I saw one of the scriptures we shared last week about the Ethiopian eunuch. who He said, I got, I got to be baptized right now. Because he was reading Isaiah where it said, about the sheep to the slaughter and the lamb to the shears went silent and he didn't know. And then here comes Philip and Philip explains what the scripture meant. He was saved and he said, I'm ready to be baptized. There's a hole, let's do it. We got to do it right now. So people were in here last week, they heard the word. They said, we can't wait. We got to do it right now, right now. And uh, when you come up here fully dressed with your church clothes on, your jeans, uh, and, the, and, the, and some of the women as well, you know, whatever they're wearing, uh, dress kind of, you know, whatever you call those chick clothes, but come up here <clears throat> fully dressed. I, I don't have time for any shorts, T-shirt next week. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right now. I tell you, that, that did something to me. It did something to me. Um, fired me up. It's good, isn't it? I've got to do it right now. And um, if you didn't do it last week and you want to do it, hey, there's, there's plenty of time. I'm, I'm available and you don't have to have me. You, um, you can get baptized. All you need is enough water to, to dip your head in. 
Amen. But um, here's what I want you to know is this. You know, some of my family, um, so we're baptizing people and then some others that weren't scheduled to be baptized said they're coming up. So one of my sons kicked him up here to begin with and he's got it on his jeans and his, you know, long sleeve shirt and gets in there. Well, everybody in family wasn't notified. They didn't get to see it. I want to tell you this. There was others. There were others. Um, Hunter came up here. He is, a, there he is. He's a big, he's a big boy. <laughs> and every time they got out of that water, they carried a little water with them. So that water kept going down, 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 down. And when they came with their jeans on, it really soaked a lot of water up and went down. So he's about yay tall. The time he gets up here, man, we had to go way down, which means we got to come way up. Well, who do you think's lifting him? Not by, my, not by power, by the Spirit, says the Lord, yeah. I'd have a little help from the Holy Spirit to get him back up. That's a handful. In fact, when I got him up, old Charles was sitting out here, and I looked at him, and I was like, whoa. I should have got Jesse up here to help me pick, get him up. But um, my point to all that is, first of all, when you're ready, you're ready, and you don't care who's there. I mean, it's between you and the Lord. But you might have missed what they got baptized in, which is water, but you'll never miss what they got baptized into. Mm. You won't miss what they got baptized into because that's going to keep on going. Praise the Lord. I can't see when somebody gets baptized in the blood because I can't see that change on the inside, but I can see the into part, because they're baptized into the body of Christ. I can see that. Amen. It's good news. Good news. Praise the Lord. God's good. The anointing was so strong last week. Goodness gracious. It was strong. I say strong. It was tangible. It was tangible. It was almost tangible. You could just reach out and touch it. It was, it was just, it was, it was, it was awesome. <clears throat> Amen. I was telling Austin this morning, not to scare you or spook you, but I said sometimes when the anointing's on me, sometimes just during praise and worship and I see things and uh, hear things, and then sometimes I'm up here preaching, and the anointing, not just walking in and walking down the hall, but I'm talking about when the anointing's on me, sometimes I see, uh, I'll see a, a man or woman, I'll, I, can, I can see what's going on in your life. Like the Spirit of the Lord reveals it to me. And I would never call him about read your mail, but just see things. Just see things. And uh, so I, it's a, man, it's just a wonderful experience. I wish, I wish everybody get you some. Paula said last week, this is Paula over here fanning. It's a little warm. <laughs> the compressor on that side has died. It needs to be resurrected. She, said, she came out and got baptized last week, and she said, I knew last week during the sermon um, that I was going to be baptized today. I knew that. But I want to say this, and I don't just call people out. I'm not going to call you out, read your mail. I'm not sure if it was a week before last week, which was two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I was down there singing, praising worship, 
And I don't know what's going on or what, what the Lord's dealing with you, what you're working out in your life or what step you're going from here to there. I don't even know what it is. But when you're standing right there, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but something happened to you. Something changed. Something was going on right there. The Lord was dealing with you about something. Is that right? That's what I'm talking about. When in an anointing, you just, you, just, you just pick it up. Why? The Holy Spirit. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. You need it. You need it. So let's learn about it. So you start talking about the Holy Spirit. Oh, no. These, they're fixing to break out with some tongues. Everybody's praying in tongues, speaking in tongues. Sure, praying in the Spirit and, 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 and talking in tongues and tongues interpretation. Sure, that's all a part of it. That's not what I'm talking about today. There's only, I only have a certain amount of time allotted to teach, to preach. I'm talking about uh, the Holy Spirit today. Next week we'll get over into... Uh, Teaching on tongues. I want you to have a knowledge and an understanding. I want you to see what the Scripture says about it. Not what the other church said about it. And I'm not telling you what this church says about it. I'm telling you what the Word of God says about it. Now back it up with Scripture on the screen. Put it up there for all to see. It's important. Had a man and woman come in here for six weeks probably. And they told me how much they loved it every week. And this, and they were just, they were so excited. And I said some one day about the Holy Spirit and tongues. And they burned rubber out of here. And they told me I didn't know y'all believed that way. And they left. Well, the reason they left was because they had been taught something else for all these other years. They didn't even stick around long enough to even hear the teaching on it. What I'm saying stick around. Let's look and see what the scripture has to say about it. Amen. It's nothing to be freaked out or weirded out by because it's from God. So you shouldn't be scared of anything God's got for you. Amen. So you've heard people say baptized, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, it's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's baptized, baptism baptized with or baptized in the Holy Spirit. There is, a, there is a difference. There is a difference. I want to show you. All right. Let's get going. First point I got right here. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into the body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we've all been made to drink into one Spirit. Well, I want you to see there, by one Spirit, it's the Spirit that we were baptized into the body. So what baptized you? The Spirit. What did the Spirit baptize you into? The body. So you're baptized in the blood, the blood of Jesus. You accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So you're baptized in the blood. Who's doing the baptizing? The Holy Spirit. Baptizing you in what? In Jesus. In the blood. That's important that you see that. The Holy Spirit baptizes you in the blood. Now, the disciple baptizes you in water. The disciple baptizes you in water. Well, that's what we did last week. We baptize in water. Baptizo, to immerse fully, to be fully immersed. That's what we did last week. But you see there, who's doing the baptizing? The disciple. So me being a disciple, I baptized people in the water last week. You know what? You can baptize somebody in the water. The disciples baptized. They went and made disciples and baptized them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They went and baptized people. Amen. Um, it says, Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's one of the last things Jesus told them to do before He left the earth. He says, go do this. Well, if He did it, don't we need to do it? We talk about this water baptism. Is it a sign? Sure, it's a sign. It's a sign, I believe. I'm a believer. 
It's a, some people say it's a salvation experience. Well, it is a salvation experience. I experience salvation. I'm ready to be baptized, but I'm telling you, it's, it's more than a sign. It's more than just an experience, but it's a cutting of the flesh. It's a cutting of the flesh. Um, last week, that water went down the drain, and a lot of old junk went down the drain with it because it's burying the old. It's like the children of Israel. They came out of bondage, out of slavery. They were in Egypt. Nothing they could do about it. The blood of the Lamb got them out. They come across the Red Sea. We'll get into that more in a moment. But what was left behind in the Red Sea? All the slavery, all the bondage, all the past, all the Egyptians, the taskmasters, everybody that was trying to keep them uh, in slavery and in bondage were all left into the water. They were left in the water. So it's a type and shadow for you and I. That old man, that old person, that old what you used to be went down the drain. I'm a new creation. The old went in, the new come out. And I told them as they were being baptized, you're going to go in one way, but you're coming out another. The old goes in, the new comes out. Micah, he went in, he said, let's do this. <laughs> and he came out and he raised his hands up and he goes, yes! He'll understand more about it when he gets older, but he understood enough. That's what the adults should be saying. Let's do this, and when you come out, yes! Because I'm a new creation. In fact, the old is behind. If you need to go bump that thermostat down and get some air kicking, feel free. Seriously. Yeah, go ahead. Kick that thing down. I'm pretty hot too. <laughs> Run her down about 60. <laughs> Somebody said amen. <laughs> now, the other, the third... It says, Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. Now, I've highlighted all three of these because I've highlighted the subject of the sentence. Jesus. Who did the baptizing? Jesus. Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. It says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. And this is John speaking. But he who comes after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, if the water baptism and this baptism are the same, then we just need to scratch this scripture out because it wouldn't make any sense. John says, I'm baptizing you with water unto repentance. In other words, you've all believed. You said, I'm repent. I've been going this way. I'm turning and going this way now. I'm a new creation. I'm coming out of the water new. But he says, there's something else. There's something else. He, the one I'm not even worthy to bend down and tie his shoes, he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. That's scary. Woo-hoo. That's that tongue stuff. No, it's just the Word of God. That's what it is. It's this Jesus stuff. It's the Word of God. It's important. You should want it. It's for you. So that was just for the disciples. No, it wasn't. There wasn't even any disciples then. Jesus hadn't called any disciples then. Jesus hadn't been baptized himself then. He came on the scene. Remember, John says, Behold, the Lamb of God, this is the one I've been telling you about. Remember the one I told you? I'm not worthy to tie his sandals. The one that's going to come and baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. That one, the Messiah. Behold, there he is, the Lamb of God. Here he comes. John baptized him. There weren't any disciples. He wasn't talking to the disciples. This was for you and for me. This was for the whole entire world. It's for everybody. Here he is. Praise the Lord. And he says, this Messiah that I speak of, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now I want you to see right here. Um, let's look at this 
This is all three of them together minus the Scriptures. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. The disciples baptize in water. And Jesus baptizes in the Holy Spirit. They're not the same. People say they believe in one baptism. The people that say they believe in one baptism, which is the baptism of water, they have to at least believe in two baptisms. The first one, which is getting saved, they don't even realize that that is being baptized. Uh, the Holy Spirit is baptizing you in Jesus. Amen. Grammatically, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even matter about theology. Grammatically, you can see there's three different subjects here. The Holy Spirit baptizes, the disciples baptize, Jesus baptized. Can we agree on that? Amen. So I'm at a gathering. I'm at a, let's just say I'm at a race. I was at a race yesterday. I always meet new people. And so I go up and I meet, uh, I meet uh, Bob. And me and Bob's talking a little bit. Talking, you know, a little bit about him and me. We're kind of carrying on conversation. About that time, here comes old Rob. He walks up. Bob introduces me to Rob. Hey, how you doing? Now we're introduced. Then Rob starts telling me some stories about Bob. Then Bob says, oh yeah, and he starts telling me some stories about Rob. Bob introduces me to Rob, and Rob introduces me to Bob. The Holy Spirit introduces you to Jesus, and Jesus introduces you to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit baptizes you in Jesus. Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. It's two different things. That's because it's two different people. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sure, it's the Trinity, three in one, but it's three different, and you need all three. Amen. Y'all are really excited now, aren't you? If you take the four, if you take the Gospels, if you take Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are synoptic Gospels, which means similar. You, maybe you've read your Bible before and you're in Matthew, and then later on you're in Mark, and you think, I think I've read that before. <clears throat> and then you're in Luke, and you're like, I feel certain I've read this before. Well, in John, see, Matthew, Mark, and Luke's the last year of Jesus' ministry, and John has the first two of years of Jesus' ministry. And, um, but all, there's, there's, there's only a handful of things that are in all four. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's only, there's only a few things in there. The, Beth, the, the birth of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the feeding of the 5,000, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's in all four. That's important. So well, did Jesus do it? Did Jesus do this? Did Jesus do it? Was He saved? Was He baptized? And was He filled with the Holy Spirit? Because these are things I've heard people say before. Well, Jesus wasn't saved. When you're saved, you're born again. You know why you're born again? Because you was born wrong the first time. You were born wrong. So you had to be born again so you could be born right. Jesus was born right the first time. Thank the Lord. <laughs> he was born right. He was baptized. Was he baptized? Yes, John himself baptized Jesus in the River Jordan. We've read about it. You've read about it. You've heard about it. What about this Holy Spirit stuff? Yes, says the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. And then immediately he went out to the wilderness. So if Jesus was 
has the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, if he needed it, by all means you do. Amen. We need it. You should want it. It's not a matter of needing it. It's wanting it. I want everything that's out there for me. Don't you? If your father left you this huge inheritance, would you just say, oh, I'll just give me about half of it and y'all just keep the rest, the bank up there, y'all don't have it. Would you? No, I want every bit of it. Yeah. I want all this inheritance right here that's in this word. I want all of it. You should want all of it as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, um, let me show you right here. Let me, let me just show you, instead of tell, uh, telling you that's in there, I want you to see it right here. We already read this one scripture. We're going to read it one more time. I want you to see it. In Matthew, I indeed baptize you the water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Do you see that? Now, in Mark, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John answers, saying to all, Indeed, I baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now in John, and John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remaining upon him. He said, I didn't know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. It is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There is a baptism in, baptism in the Holy Spirit. There is. It's in the Scripture. I don't care what anybody else says. That's the Word of God. If you're offended by that, you're not offended by me. You're offended by the Word. There is a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now, let's look right here in Acts, the second chapter of Acts. It says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. I like that where it says the promise is to you and to your children and your children and your children's children. We sing the song. The blessings are upon you. The favor of God is upon you. This promise right here is to you. Not only to you, but your children. And not only to your children, but your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and so on and so forth and on down and to... Every one of us that's in this room that's breathing air on earth. It's a promise to you. Praise the Lord. That's good news. But you see, and it, it starts off right here. He says, repent. Let every one of you be baptized. And then it says, to, re to receive, I want to have myself, sorry, to receive the Holy Spirit. So repent, baptize, and receive the Holy Spirit. Get saved, be baptized in water, and then receive the Holy Spirit. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit, because that's the only way to receive it. Now look in Acts, the, well, I thought I had Acts 8 on here. I did it one time, but somehow it disappeared. Hmm, well, let me go old school and break up my Bible. How about we? It's in Acts, the 8th chapter. I'm going to blame it on my wife. She puts these on here. It couldn't be my fault. In Acts the 8th chapter, starting in the 12th verse, it says, 
But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. So they believed Philip. They heard him preach, and they believed it. And it says they were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. Now this is a guy who was practicing, uh, practicing sorcery. He also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Now this is, says they believed, they repented, they were uh, baptized. It's talking about being baptized with the water here. And I'll show you why. It says, Now the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They heard that these people right here had received the word of God. They had heard the good news. They had heard about Jesus Christ. So they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now if they had already received the Holy Spirit, why would they pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit? If they received the, the Holy Spirit when they were baptized in the previous scriptures, then why would he pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit? That would be kind of silly, wouldn't it? For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, talking about the Holy Spirit, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. If it was for them, it was for you. If it's for you, it's for me. It's for all of us. Praise the Lord. Now, moving on to Acts 19. And it happened while Paulus was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is even a Holy Spirit. They hadn't even heard about it. They didn't even know. Do you know that same thing still applies today? There's people all over this world that went to church, got saved. They've never heard one single thing about the Holy Spirit. They don't know there's a such thing as baptism in the Holy Spirit. They don't know anything about the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you, speaking to you, being in front of you, beside you, behind you, 24-7, day and night. Never even heard about it. These guys hadn't heard about it either. And he said, into what? Then were you baptized? And they said, well, into John's baptism. We know from reading all the scriptures, it's talking about water baptism. Amen? Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to people they should all believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they had heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began to speak with tongues and they prophesied. Do you see here, uh, you're talking about Apostle Paul. He wrote the majority of the New Testament. He's got a greater understanding of the grace of God. The greatest, he's the greatest apostle that's ever, ever lived. He knows the Word. You're talking about somebody that knows theology. He said, there's things I've seen. He's been called up into the third heaven. There's things he's seen. He can't even tell us about because we'd never understand it. And I thought to myself, I'm still trying the best I can to understand what he has told us. The things he has revealed to us. In other words, I think if anybody knew correct theology, it was Apostle Paul. And he said, you need it. Do you need it? You need it. Let me lay hands on you. I love it. You should as well. Praise the Lord. This wasn't just a day of Pentecost. You have to understand right here in Acts 19, that's about 25 years after Pentecost. Well, what about on Acts 10? Yeah, Acts 10 was about probably 8 or 10 years after Pentecost. 
I can't remember exactly. I think it was eight. But this right here in Acts 19 is 25 years after Pentecost. So he's still preaching it 25 years after the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit came in, remember? Like a sound, a rushing, mighty wind from heaven. Came up in the room. They all spoke with other tongues. Yet some of you are familiar with that. If you're not, you will be next week. But this is 25 years after that. Well, did he quit at 25 years? Did he just cut it off at 26 years? No, and here we are. A couple thousand years later, and it still applies to you. It still applies to me. Amen. Praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 2, um, they said, y'all are drunk. He said, we're not drunk. We're not drunk like you think we are. He reminds them what Joel says. In Acts chapter 2, he reminds them what it says in Joel chapter 2. But in the last days, I pour out my spirit on all people. Do you realize what day we're in? He says, I pour out my spirit on uh, all people and sons and daughters, they'll prophesy and uh, young men will see visions, old men will dream dreams. And then in the next verse, it says... Uh, that this applies even to servants. Praise the Lord. It's good news. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's, it's for all of us. In 1 John, the 5th chapter, the 7th verse, For there are three that bear witness into heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Word, which is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And on the 14th verse, it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. He's the Word. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. Y'all starting to see this? The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. The blood is Jesus. The water is water baptism. And the Spirit is the Spirit. Praise the Lord. These things are all bear witnesses of what? Of something supernatural. The blood, the water, and the Spirit. So, here's what I want you to look at. Here's what I want you to think about. And if you're a note taker, you can write this down. Blood, the water, and the Spirit. Well, the blood saved you. The blood saved you. You're not going to hell. You're saved. You're born again. Heaven's in your future. You're a new creation. The water, what does that mean? We talked about it a moment ago. The old left, cutting of the flesh. The old man stays in the water and you come out new, a new creation. I've repented. I've turned and now I'm walking a different direction. And the Spirit, you know what comes with the Spirit? Power. You need the power. We all need the power. You see some people, um, you see some people at church more excited than you sometimes. Why are they so excited? I mean, they, 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 it seems like they have something that I don't have. It's almost like there's a missing component in my life. Where do these people get? What's going on? Why are they? What is it? I can tell you what it is. It's the power. It's the Holy Spirit. It's being baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
Not baptized with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Get a hold of it. And I'm getting close to wrapping her up here. Not that close, but closer. <laughs> I don't even think that air conditioner is working now. It's hot. I might take my shirt off. I mean, I wish you were baptizing today. I'm actually ready to get in that cold water. But, you know, thank the Lord for AC, but I'm pretty sure that Jesus, they didn't have the thermostat set for him when he's hanging on the cross, so you'll be all right. In 1 Corinthians here, I want you to know if you've got your Bible, you can read on down into the 6th verse, and in the 6th verse it says, this is an example for you. And if you read on down a little further, in about the 10th or 11th verse, it says that uh, it's for our admonition. This is examples. These are examples for you and for me. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all your fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. That's awesome. That's really awesome. They were all baptized into Moses, into Moses. Get it now? Into Moses. Moses is a type and shadow of Jesus. He came to deliver the children of Israel out of slavery and out of bondage. They had no way out. They had, I've said it time and time again, they had no military might nor power. They had nothing. They had no money. They had no way out of slavery and bondage, just like you and I, no way out of sin. And here comes Moses. God sent Moses to be their deliverer, to deliver them out of that bondage. He's a type and shadow of Christ to you and to me. Amen? Now you see here, it says, um, all were baptized into Moses. So when we get saved, the Holy Spirit baptizes us. Remember, we read it. Into Jesus. Into Jesus. We're baptized into Him. Immersed fully into Christ. Praise the Lord. That's good stuff. Baptized into Moses in the cloud. So you're baptized into Jesus in the Holy Spirit. In other words, we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, not baptism uh, of the Holy Spirit, but baptism in the Holy Spirit. There's a difference. You're baptized in the Holy Spirit and in the sea. So I want you to look at the children of Israel. They have no way out. What gets them out? The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Of course, Moses' blood, I know he's a type and shadow of Christ, and his blood was worthless. It took the blood of the lamb. He said, apply the blood of the lamb of the doorpost. They applied the blood of the lamb of the doorpost. And y'all know what happens next. Death angel come through. All of God's children uh, are protected by the blood that's put on the doorpost. God was satisfied by the blood. They says they plundered the Egyptians. They came out. They were broke, busted, and disgusted and, and bondage. But now they're free and they've got all this gold and silver and linens and money. And now they're loaded. And here they go across the Red Sea. And we talked about it just a moment ago. What's closed up in the Red Sea? What did the water represent? Their past, the slavery, the bondage, all that was drowned in the water. When we went up and got baptized last week, same thing. It went down the drain. It's in the sewer system. That's where it belongs. Amen. 
it's super quiet. My brother Buddy told me, he said, I don't, when I'm eating, I don't eat with my mouth open. And he's talking about eating the Word. Because I thought everybody was supposed to amen every, like they do the TV preachers. <laughs> you watch preachers on TV, they say, Jesus went to the cross and died for you. Everybody stands up and starts clapping. Woo! <laughs> then he's, I mean, he don't say nothing. He says, we're fixing to get out in five. Only, only time I get some excitement is we're fixing to get out here in about five minutes. Y'all be like, yeah, Jesus! But I realized after spending time with Brother Buddy, there's nothing wrong with amen and glory and hallelujah and getting excited. But I under, uh, he, he taught me something. Um, that don't mean people aren't getting it. They eating. And you don't you don't talk with your mouth open. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm just it makes me feel better anyway. <laughs> That's why you're quiet. Moses, baptized into Moses, in the cloud and in the sea. What in the world's that cloud? Let me back it up. All were baptized into Moses, in the cloud and in the sea. The sea represents water baptism. Into Moses was representing Jesus. You're baptized in the blood and in the cloud. The Holy Spirit. Remember he said, I'm going I'm to provide for you a cloud by day and a fire by night. And the Holy Spirit's Remember it says it, it's like uh, tongues of fire? The, the cloud led them during the day. You followed the cloud because the cloud kept that sun off your head. It was hot out there in that wilderness and that desert. You followed the cloud. You stayed under the cloud. As long as you stayed under the cloud, as long as you were following, being led by the Holy Spirit, life's good. But you can get out from under the cloud. The Holy Spirit can go left and you can go right. But he provided to them this cloud uh, by day and the fire by night. That's the Holy Spirit. I want you to see it. Now, i got this board up here because I want to I draw something for you. I think it would just be better to get the visual. Um, and I'm not much of an artist, but I'm going to do my best. Moses saw a vision and God said, build what you see. He said, build what you see. So... So Moses sees this vision. God says, build what you see, which is the tabernacle. And, oh boy, here we go. So here is this tabernacle. And this was the, this was the outer court. I'll just write it, I'll just write it right here. Outer court. And over here is the inner court. So this is what Moses saw. This is what he built. Okay, right back, right back here is the most holy. And uh, the holy of holies. Holy of Holies, the most holy place. All right. This is where the presence of God dwelled right here. Right here. That's not very good. 
That's where, that's where the presence of God dwelt, right there between the cherubim. Okay? You came in, you came in here, the first thing there was was an altar. And I'm not even going to begin to draw an altar. I'm just going to draw, I'm just going to write the word altar. I'll just build, there you go. That looks like it, doesn't it? There's the altar. And then the next thing you came to was a basin, um, like a bowl. There's a bowl. Oh, that's right, basin. Y'all with me? Good. No idea how to draw this, but... Uh, We'll, we'll get creative here. So here's a flask. I don't even know what a flask is. But it's a bottle with some oil in it. Okay. So the idea is for you to go, this is the only way you could enter to get to there, the presence of God. That's where they wanted to be, in the presence of God, to hear from God. They couldn't do like you and I and just pray to God. You know, Jesus hadn't come yet. You have to understand this is Old Testament. But that's where everybody wanted to be. That's what that's the ultimate goal there is, the presence of God. But there's three steps that they had to follow. This is what Moses saw. This is what Moses built. So you had to come in here. And on this altar, guess what there was? Blood. That's where there was a sacrifice. The blood of an animal, which represents what? Jesus. Right? That's step one. Alright? Then they moved right here to the basin, which is what? Water. It's where you went and washed yourself, cleansed yourself in the basin. What's that? Water baptism. Which we did last week. Baptize with water. And then right here, this is oil. And they had to be anointed with the oil. What's that represent? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So, if you came in here and you skipped any of these things, in other words, this is taught a lot. This is taught a whole lot. That you come in, you get Jesus, you get this, and this is kind of weird, kind of strange, that Holy Spirit stuff. So I'm just going to skip that. I'm just going to go over and just skip that. Well, you know what happened if they skipped any of those things? They died. They died. That's why they tied a rope around their ankle so that when they died, they could drag them out. Because if you weren't right and you went in to drag them out, you died. And you died and you died. And it's a domino effect. That's why they went in there and dropped. They just pulled old Fred out by the rope. <laughs> now, can you imagine being that guy? Tying a rope around your ankle. Here we go. Oh, Lord Jesus, I hope I'm right. Give me that oil. I mean, I'm just going to... Forget anointing me. I'm taking a bath in this. At least I'll slide out easier if they go to drag me. <laughs> this applies to us today. We don't have to bring a lamb in and kill it. Because the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the earth, He was slain for you and for me, the Lamb of God, Jesus. Praise the Lord. We're not coming in here on Sunday morning and getting out the water basin and 
getting cleaned up, we get baptized one time. The anointing, which is what this represents, this oil. We're not having to put oil on you Sunday morning before you come in because you carry the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. Now I'm telling you, there's a lot of Christians who have skipped this right here. We've done this, we've done this, but we skipped this. And you, just like I said, if you skipped any of those things, you die. There's a lot of Christians that walk around planet Earth and you just feel powerless. In fact, you just feel like you're dead. Why do they seem excited? Why do I feel powerless? Why don't I feel any different than anybody else? You're saved. You're born again. You're going to heaven. That's good news. But I'm telling you, there's another thing. It's this right here. You need to stop off at this one before you go on in here. Now, I've showed you in Scripture... And this drawing here, people call me all the time wanting to know if I take a job as being an architect. <laughs> Salvation, water, and the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Anna, come on up. So here's what we're going to do this morning. Like I said, we haven't, haven't explained the benefit of, uh, of praying in the Spirit. I haven't talked about tongues and interpretation. We're going to get over into those things. Um, so receiving, when you say, I want to be baptized, in, I want everything God's got for me. Everything. I want to be saved. I want to be baptized in the water. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, you got to come down front and prove to me that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and, and start speaking in your prayer language so I can hear it to prove it. No. Some people do it immediately. I mean immediately. Some people do it in the car on the way home. I've heard those stories many times. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's years. Let me tell you, here's what happens. You're not going to be in public shopping over there trying to decide what you're going to get. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God come upon you and you're just going to break out. You're not going to grab the intercom up there at public and start praying in the Spirit. You know what you have to do? You have to yield your tongue. No different than you have to yield these feet and yield these hands. No different than you have to yield this right here. It's a yielding. So the baptism in the Holy Spirit will come first. Then you yielding that tongue, which is what we're going to talk about next week in, in, in prayer language, it's important. It's important, but step one is just receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How did I do it? In faith, the same way you got saved. I got saved in faith, baptized in faith. I tithe, give offerings in faith. Everything you do as a Christian should be in faith. Receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, fully immersed with the Holy Spirit, is something you'll just do in faith. Praise the Lord. I absolutely do 100% believe in praying in the Spirit. I do it all the time. All the time. That's my go-to. When things are going bad, when life's hitting hard, things aren't going well, or things are, I just go to that. I, I don't even know what to pray sometimes. But He always knows what to pray. Now I notice this, when I don't know what to pray and I start praying in the Spirit, it's not very long at all, but all of a sudden, whew, man, I just feel better. I don't even care anymore. Seriously. There's some power connected to it. You need it. And we'll talk about, like I said, we'll talk about that next week. I can't only do so much right here.
in a certain amount of time. If you skip, if you skip this, or if you've been weirded out by it, or you don't quite understand it, or whatever it is, I hope you see today in Scripture that, that it's real, it's from God, it's not from the devil. If it's from Jesus, if it's from God, it's nothing to be scared of. It's a good thing. You need this step. Amen? Let's stand up.